beast is making me What's time but a thing they kill or keep a fire or lose a living I gotta go faster, keep up the pace Just to stay in the human race I could go supersonic, the problem's chronic Tell me, does life exist beyond it? When I need to sate, I just accelerate Into oblivion Into oblivion Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Record Breakers. I am Petey Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me is my team, my squad. Uh, we've got none other than Brett. I'm the Erudium Squirrel. <laughs> uh, we've got Patrick. Hi. We've got uh, Drew. Hello. Uh, and I didn't do an and, but that doesn't mean we have another person. I just forgot the and. Uh, those are That's the team right there. We are here to talk about music, as we are wont to do uh, every week. Uh, and the provider of the music is this guy right over here. Uh, it is my turn again. And this week I brought a little album by a really cool Korean indie artist by the name of uh, Neon Bunny. Uh, the album being Soul Light. Uh, Soul as in Seoul, uh, the city of Seoul, uh, it was a really cool little indie group. Uh, and the reason I, I brought this up, well, I was going to have this on the docket at some point, but the reason it kind of bubbled up into the top of my, uh, list, uh, was recently John Oliver did a skit on, uh, this week tonight about, uh, well, it's a story tonight. about, you know, Korea, <laughs> uh, last week tonight. Korea, North, South Korea blasting K-pop towards North Korea as propaganda on big speakers and whatnot. And part of it, he did a bit on uh, different uh, albums, and he did a bit about this album, this one, this one before they were uh, popular, this one before they got rid of the artists, you know, that uh, bit. And the first album he mentioned was Neon Bunny's Soul Light. And I said, hey, you know, the album is actually pretty cool and worth checking out, people. Hey. And I thought, well, let's. I have an avenue where I can make people listen to an album, so I'm going to do it. Um, let's ask you guys, uh, Patrick, what expectations did you have coming into this album? Um, I knew it was Korean, and that was literally it. I didn't even know what style it was. I wasn't sure if I was getting more idol music, if I was getting some some indie, some hip hop. I didn't know. I just I knew it was called Neon Bunny, and it was Korean, and you said it was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what expectations did you have coming into this album? Well, you said it was Korean music, so I expected more K-pop music. Um, and then I looked at the album and I saw English for the track names. So I was like, oh, oh, they must sing in English. Those were my <laughs> expectations. Yes, we'll, we'll we'll get back to we'll get to the reality in a moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll get back to that. Yes. Uh Brett, what expectations did you have coming into this album? Well, y'all know I'm I'm a huge Korea file and I I, I like to listen to this a album Korea whenever boom, I'm I'm going stir crazy for some fourth meal. Um <laughs> no, uh I this of course this is the first time I've ever heard this. Um you know, I I can only go off the previous Korean music experiences which were all brought by PD, which, you know, makes me wonder if I'm hearing a broad variety of Korean music. 
Yes. Or if I'm just hearing what Petey listens to. But uh, but either way, uh, I was not familiar with this album. Uh, yeah, this is a really this is an interesting album. Uh, no, it's not in English, but they they Spotify did a good job, or whoever published it to Spotify on behalf of Neon Bunny uh, did a good job of uh, putting some English titles for the few that didn't originally have them. Uh, Neon Bunny, uh, uh, quite a few of them are already originally English titled, uh, at least on her Bandcamp, and then a couple of them are, are uh, Korean titled. Um, Neon Bunny's sound is very, very indie. Uh, very, you know, there's a lot of electronic inf- uh, uh, elements. Uh, there's a lot of different styles. It's very uh, atmospheric sometimes. Uh, there's uh, quite a few different moods, uh, and it's pretty dreamy sometimes, or pretty kind of chilled out. Um, I'm not good at describing music, it's so I'll dreamy. leave it to you guys. It's dreamy. Uh, so I'll get, leave it to you guys. Patrick, what would be some of the themes on this that caught your attention? Um, it's, it's very much stylistically, other than the part where, like, there's a language barrier, it's like modern kind of dancey indie pop for the most part which isn't a, which isn't necessarily a bad thing um it's a lot of electronic pianos and synths there's you know there is a little bit of normal piano i think somewhere buried in there but it's mostly some variation of an electronic piano uh the drums have this like lately i've noticed uh in pop music if they have live drums they sound like gigantic 80s drums which is kind of i kind of like in a weird way cuz I don't know, I like 80s pop music a lot. So it's a lot of that. Um, and, but it's, it's fairly laid back. Like, it's not, it's not super, you know, her voice is great, but it's not like, you know, bring the house down kind of voice. It's more just pretty and nice and kind of works with the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what would be the themes that will miss caught your attention? Um, well... First thing, I was I was really wrong on the English part. That's what we've gotten into. Boy, howdy, was I wrong? They they sneak some English in every now and again. Um, but mostly I did not understand the look of the words, which is always interesting. Um, and if I'm going to be honest, it was it was another K-pop thing. I remember a while ago. Um, I believe it was Brett and uh, Swagger, uh, Patrick. I always call you sorry, but um, Patrick saying that they were a little burnt out on the ska, and I was expecting that to happen to me when I got into this album, and it very much didn't. Um, I got into long, I started listening to Long D before we even wrapped uh, last week the recording, yeah. and um, before we get into the obvious innuendo of the song title, um it automatically hit me in a weird spot where the first thing I thought of was if anybody knows the sitcom slash uh, comedy drama of greatest American hero. Believe uh, it or not. uh, George isn't at home. Yes. (laughs) Who could it be? Where could he be? I'm not home. Um, But... (laughs) But for some reason, the the tone in the piano very much reminded me of uh, Greatest American Hero. It was it was very it was very heavy on the pop hooks. I very much like that. I enjoyed that quite a bit. And it was 
a lot of it reminded me of like almost 80s 90s like theme songs or something like something about the tone felt very much like that but it had a very modern uh like sort of synth pop indie pop sensibility to it which was really cool um patrick touched on this her voice is not knock you out of the park like insane or anything but i very much enjoyed that it gave it to me a very comfort food sort of feel to it um because she doesn't it's not about her range she's not trying to blow anybody's socks off what you get with a lot of pop music here it seems like is the vocalist is trying to stretch their instrument and show you how good they are she's just a really solid singer and it when i sat down to listen to it it made me sort of just comfortable um which is a weird thing to say but that's that's what it is sometimes you don't need a singer that's gonna blow you away with range you just need someone with great control that's able to keep the melody and it think, was here yeah, and it was think, a great uh, melody and great hooks. yeah i think brett has said it before that uh and she, he's made a point of saying uh music is uh not a sport it's a it's an art form <laughs> no we need albums that are most music it's like yes. most graphics yeah it's, the <laughs> most it's, it's it's like the the whitney houston version of uh i will always love you rather than yeah, it's like when you when you when you go to the art museum they it's have like, like the competitions heads up art yeah. uh and i am hitting this note <laughs> yeah yeah dolly parton's version is better period uh that being said brett you heard it here first guys the, yeah the dolly parton version of that song was better Hot takes by PD. Controversial hot takes you're gonna find right. only you know, on record, record scratch. Nobody's heard this shit before. Getting, it's too raw, edgy. Three edgy, five U. That's uh, right, Brett. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what are what were, what were the themes and elements that caught your attention? All right, so this is an album from Korea. It's kind of poppy, um, like some albums that PD has brought before, um. It's broad thematically and is ex- executed with somewhat robotic skill. Like, uh, the timing is dead on. Lyrically, um, I couldn't find the translation, so I, I looked pretty hard. PD, uh, let me know that uh, the proper way of searching it, and uh, if you are inquisitive enough, you can find out by asking him at our email address, which he will tell you later. <laughs> but uh, for the purpose of this show, uh, you know, I, I don't know what they're saying, so I'm going to judge it on the the music uh, sounds and uh, and whatnot. It is poppy. Um, there there's some stuff in here when I break it down song by song um, that it, it really goes to show the fact that the production side of Korean music, well, pop music in general, anything that is it is made to be fit for the masses is tight, tight, tight. Um, as somebody from a show would say. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot of cool like sounds and feels, uh, and there's some good production value for sure. Uh, and there's some cool tracks on there to kind of break it down. Uh, you know, the the opening track, Long D. <laughs> uh, not, <laughs> well, not we're all in fifth grade, everybody. It's the yeah. Long D. Uh, and, or you know, like the follow up track to that, uh, come step by step on, on on Spotify, or just come a little closer uh it, as more of a better translation uh 
or a cool smooth track like two of us or a, a more exciting track like falling uh there's a lot of cool like tracks to to, to zero in on uh patrick what would be some of the key tracks that caught your attention uh not the record breaker sing second song uh come step by step i really i love electronic piano like that sort of fender roads and all the the vaguely like unnatural sounding pianos that this song really has going um kind of surprised with this whole album bit being you know kind of a pop album the drums were really good i mean there wasn't there was no you know neil pert crazy fills but the drums just they had a good feel a good groove kept the songs moving uh this that one was kind of dancey and fun um it, it it's the best way like i can think of it is there's some songs that are really well suited to rolling down the windows in your car cranking up the stereo and driving to during the summer that's a really good song for it um i really liked what you're giving me it had a good opening uh i liked the synth sounds there was a really good bass synth over you know sort of a it was just eight bit synth enough without being like kind of like overdoing it um and the vocals were really good on that one and then falling which was kind of upbeat uh had a really you know a good bass line that kept the song going um like a lot of this album it's kind of a basic song but it's executed exceptionally well and that was kind of the this whole album it's there's nothing groundbreaking or complicated or over the top here it's just really really well executed mm-hmm. yeah uh, that is definitely the case for a lot of the tracks uh drew what would be some of the key tracks that caught your attention um like i said we'll we'll kind of skip over the innuendo of the first track um and giggle like children um (laughs) it's a wiener joke um but for some reason just one it kind of tuned me into the sort of uh key work the sort of synth piano work that i was going to hear and got me super excited to hear more of it um it's something that i can dig on super happy like synth work is sort of fun to me um and it wasn't complicated it sometimes songs for me to be like cool comfort foodie sort of songs just need to be catchy. This song had catchy in spades and I very much enjoyed it. Um, can't stop thinking about you. Um, using English to punctuate, uh, the title and like bits of it was really cool to me. Um, considering the only other language I know besides English is a few phrases of Spanish that are regarding my pants. Um, anytime, Anytime a foreign band can sort of inject English, I can very much dig. Um, and that's the thing. I, I don't know why that is. I don't know culturally why um, Korea sometimes does that to punctuate keywords with English. Um, I notice it in some of the music Pedia's brought us and some of the stuff I heard thanks to StarCraft. I could, um, I could, I could, I could elucidate on a couple of those facts. Uh... I could elucidate on this is just uh, I think in general there's a general con- uh, uh, effort uh, definitely in Korea to actually try to get people to learn English uh, and there's a general effort I think uh, and want to export and import and they're a little bit more worldly and what oh. that stems from is from K-pop establishment and K-pop establishment specifically is because they have English hooks because they're not they, they, they can't just sell to Korea. 
because Korea is tiny and irrelevant when it comes to a musical music <laughs> consumer market. Uh, Fair enough. The, it's tiny and irrelevant. You can't make money just selling to Korea. You make money by selling to China. <laughs> so I hear there's lots of people there. Yes. Uh, there, there lots of people with of money. People there. There's a lot of people, and it's a big market. So you throw an English hook there, which if you've watched Korean variety shows uh, where they do the, we're going to Shanghai for an episode, we're going to you know Taiwan or, or Thailand, you know, uh, you'll find that the when the, the one person is, only speaks Korean and the other person only speaks uh, Thai or Cantonese, you know what happens? Broken English, broken English, broken English, broken English. That's what happens in between. And that's kind of how you heard me speak, PD, when we met up in Atlanta. It's yeah. like, you know, broken English, broken English. Yes. Well, uh, that's that's speaking more to the english speaking uh, ability of the people speaking english that's yes. right um it is the thing so it is the go-between language in so many ways that so you have to make a music that is uh, you know globally sells that sells globally <laughs> to people outside of korea because again korea you, you want to make some money you want to make <laughs> you your money make back. real money you want to make real pop music money you do that I will say on the Fair level enough. of somebody like Neon Bunny, who's just an indie artist that does it, it's just like a cool thing. Like sometimes it's probably just, it was a cool idea and in, in, in her head, that's how the hook sounded best. Okay. Like, uh, it, on on the, the term indie, how, how independent, how well, small, how small down are we on the like, like, you know, are we like talking playing bars or playing arenas? We're in that spectrum of like, you know, um, dive, dive as I, I center my hands. I, I can I can almost speak to this um, because I was doing some research trying to figure out like that exact question. Um, and what I did was I searched them live on YouTube and the first one that came up was the entire video. You could see both walls of the club and like you could tell that the club was like a hot dog tube. And in one, in one shot, you could see both sides. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, that... and, and it's uh, and then there's like on their Facebook, there's some festivals and they play places in. She plays places in Hongdae and. Uh, but she's is is she filling arenas? Uh, probably not. No. Okay. But, but no, you know, no, no. Uh, I mean, she's she because it like, does it does sound like that, like from the fidelity of it. Yeah, it yeah. That that's that you can't tell by the way that how well a. a, a I, I can tell an American band's act or, you know, I, like a lot of people, like when they press a, an album, you can tell, okay, they had like, you know, a set amount of studio time, a set yeah. amount of like post-processing where this sounds uh, like a robot could have <laughs> done a lot of it and a better robot than what I could afford. So yeah, like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where I can't, I can't use my ear like you could, you know, listen to. Yeah. You know, crappy '60s EPs. I think, and I think it's out. like she has uh, she has some clout and some some uh, notability, you know, on the indie scene, and uh, and she you know, she's done some uh, music that is is known. Uh, well, well she's if not. she's listening to the record breakers, uh, she can send an email, which will be later on in the show, <laughs> and explain to Petey well, well, the process well, of recording. Yes, uh, at Beyond Nunny, if you want to uh, check her out on on Twitter. I love her. I love that she that her Twitter and her Instagram is beyond nunny. 
<laughs> that, uh, yeah, I saw that as well during my Google searches. It's fun. But um, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, it is, it's fun. I think it's just a deliberate. Uh, she, she also has some English in her things. Uh, but yeah, I think that, that kind of more or less sums up. I don't know if you had further thoughts, Drew. I had, I had two small other uh, things. Um, yes. You're not That's getting funny. away from me before I mentioned La La La. Um, yes. And how like ridiculous, uh, like '90s, like sort of almost like it was like it was an offbeat away from being like '90s Cali third wave ska, and that was that was fun for me. Um, but then also, can I just ask the rest of the audience? There was a song in here called "What You're Giving Me," um, and if you can remember it, like the first. The very beginning of the track is just her in the in the synth. Did anybody else but me get a Zelda vibe from that, or like? Uh, I got something else, but I'll talk about it in my turn. But it will like, come. That song will come up. Yes. Because like I got such like a heavy like SNES Zelda vibe from that. Like it was kind of funny and ridiculous to me. I was like, I was like, are they really gonna just cover? Oh no! This isn't a link to the past. Never mind. Yes. Like that's my brain blew up at that moment, and I was so confused. Yes. Uh. Yes. Uh. Brett, what tracks caught your attention? Well, I I should have probably told this to Petey before we like record the show, but the song "Falling" at the uh, the recording that I, I I heard on RDO, and then looked up on YouTube to to see if I was crazy. At the one minute forty six second mark, there is a notification noise. Uh, there <laughs> yes, is a I total that. a Skype notification. Thing. Yeah, yes, and and it threw me off forever. Next yeah. song, Polar Bear. Um, the the song is like it's full of sense and jangly guitar, and it really plays well being, you know, over the the vocals being over top of a very straightforward drum. It's a very very good song. Um. And the song "What You're Giving Me," um, there, there's that. Uh, I just can't get enough synth tone. Yes. Um, it's it's a it's a it's a very well together, well put together uh, pop track. Uh, it's got like the reverb drums, and the bass line is done with like a square wave. Um, you know, it's like it, it's it's got a really really good foundation for the lyrics to go over, and like those were just. Some of the things that I could have latched onto, this album has a lot of little, like weird intricacies that you could really jump onto and sink your teeth into. But uh, those were the three. That the notification noise, seriously, like what the <laughs> hell? Like I, I, and you know, I'm sitting here making up my own lyrics to the music, and uh, you know, I'm just like, hmm, I wonder what kind of emotion is coming through with the the sound of this, and just completely guessing because I had no lyrics. Uh, and hearing that, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. There, there's something to be found here. And I'm sure I will find that out as soon as I can figure it out. But yeah, yes. that really threw me out. Like every time I heard it, like I was listening on my computer and I was like, wait, what's, what's going on? Yes. Like, and I had, it, it was to the point where I had to scrub back a couple times and actually like find other sources of music to make sure there wasn't just some weird transfer, somebody being dumb, sending yeah. it to audio. Like it was yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I was I I I've I've noticed that every time I listen to it, it's just a weird moment. Like I'm I I always have to pull pull up my phone. I'm like, wait, I've never I hadn't opened Skype ever. Like, <laughs> it shouldn't get be notifying me on anything. Uh, it's like who who's giving me? It's like nah. 
Uh, but it, yeah, it's 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 one of those weird things on one of those tracks. Um, let's bring it back around the horn with some last thoughts, some overall thoughts on the album. Patrick, what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album? Uh, the more I listen to this, the more I liked it. It it doesn't quite hit me in the same way that Love X Stereo did, who are forever going to be the Korean band I compare all other Korean artists to because I love them. But this is this is good. Um, it is it is more similar to like current American pop music than a lot of the stuff we've listened to in like kind of a good way. So I occasionally go go down musical rabbit holes because I have a streaming service and it's available. And based on several uh, music people on Twitter saying the new Carly Rae Jepsen album was good, I listened to it a couple of times and they're not entirely wrong. It does actually have its moments. And this album has that kind of the same very much 80s pop influence vibe with the gigantic drums and lots of synths. And it works. It's fun. It's enjoyable. I wish I understood it, but I don't care. It's still fun to listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album? <laughs> um, The best praise I can give an album like this is that every time uh, I went to turn it on, whether it was just in the middle of a day, whether it was after a particularly bad day at work, whether it was after questioning the sanity and intelligence of my team members and heroes of the storm, um, whatever the case may be when I turned it on, it made me smile. Um, it was, it wasn't overly complicated. This was not breaking new ground. This was, we have done, we have done bands that broke new ground for their time. We have done the rushes. We have done, done the Hendrixes and whatnot. Um, this is, this is nowhere near breaking new ground. What this is, is this is comfort food. This is, if you enjoy, um, synth happiness, this can, this is musical comfort food. It is simple. It is catchy. It has lots of hooks and it can, it can sort of just be there to calm you down. And at any point, if I say, I'm going to be going and searching out more from this group. Then I think, you know where I stand on the album and where I think other people should give it a shot. I'm going to go and listen to, I believe happy ending and it's you. Uh, It's you being the new single, I guess. Um, Going to be listening to those, seeing how those fare compared to this album. But this album was definitely the catchy side of synth pop that I very much enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, what would be your conclusive thoughts on the album? Well, in, in a blindfold test, uh, I, I doubt I'd be able to distinguish between, you know, a lot of PD's K picks. But you know, that's not a that, that's not so much a, a knock against this album. It's that a lot of the albums that I've heard, like this one, have such a wide range of sounds in one album, and you know, my palate isn't mature enough to really hear the nuances of Korean lady singing but uh, you know I I I did in, enjoy this and by the time that the great record breakers experiment is over yeah. maybe uh, maybe I will have have you know figured all of that out um you know I I, I really enjoyed this uh, you know and like everything that's put in front of me um, by PD it's catchy um, it's it's well produced it's 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 inoffensive i mean it's 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 
you know, it, there's nothing that I'm just like running away from uh, and sitting screaming. You know, rarely does that happen in this in this show, but it does. Um, and uh, this this is not one of those moments. But you know, it, it makes me not want to just blanket, you know, shrug off any future K picks from PD in mm-hmm. the future um, because nothing has been horrible. Although I I don't get it. I'm neither <laughs> hip nor with it. Uh, I I do not get it, but. I'm I'm willing to hang out. I'll be the dad at the concert with his daughter, yes. um, listening to the this the music that he does not get. Yes. Um. Also, uh, K pics. Uh, not to be confused with uh the subreddit R K pics, uh, which is just pictures of Solian, uh, which is awesome. I I am not even hip enough to know that. Yeah. Um. But that being said. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, this is a really cool, like, diverse, fun, uh, pop album, uh, indie synth pop album, and it's really well made. Uh, also, uh, I, I don't mean, I, if Neon Bunny does listen to this episode, I, I hope she doesn't take offense to my classifying Korea as a small and Korea irrelevant. don't matter. Korea don't matter. Nobody. You can't make <laughs> it in Korea by making it in Korea. PD is offensive. Yes. Uh, but you know, it, it was more comment on the relative market sizes. Uh, because if anybody, if anybody here hates Korea and the things that they produce, it's Petey. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yep. The, yeah. That dude hates yes, it. He Mr. does not what? spend way too much Girls money getting import CDs. <laughs> what <laughs> doesn't host a podcast all about its culture? Yeah. One uh, that doesn't have a, a FX poster probably hidden back there behind that dresser, which has to be revealed. <laughs> uh, and a Girls' Generation poster up there. Uh, <laughs> what a douche. Yeah. Yes. He doesn't get it, he doesn't understand. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, you know, this is a fun album. This is a cool album. This is, uh, a really cool creative album. It's not groundbreaking, but it does a lot of things really well. You know, it's that old term that, that term that I I think I brought up on the show, uh, that I got from the discographies account, uh, whereas, uh, you don't need to re you don't need to reinvent the wheel to make a good set of tires. Uh, it just it, as long as you do it well, you do you, it, you do good. What was that a sentence? I don't think I don't think so. I, I we'll, we'll call it. <laughs> a sentence. Uh, we'll call it a sentence. That being said, Neon Bunny is absolutely fun and cool, and you should go check it out. Uh, check it out on Spotify. Check it out on her Bandcamp. Uh, she has a Bandcamp, so you can not only just stream it on Spotify, but you can actually get hey. I want to support you and your stuff. I'm going to pay you for this album specifically. And you can, you know, as Bandcamp, uh, as the Bandcamp thing, you can pay her whatever you want, uh, just $8 and above, and you can do above if you want to. Uh, so I, 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 if you like it, I, I do recommend you go check that out and do that. Uh, now we go to our main event of the evening, our haiku reviews. Uh, Let's see who starts. Uh, I'm going to switch it up. Drew, what is your haiku? Beauty in the voice, being comfortable and wonderfully simple. Uh, Brett, what is your haiku? Peppy and brooding. 
this album covers it all. At least in the tone. I don't uh, know the <laughs> uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? Korea brings us simple, fun, indie pop songs. Well executed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, my haiku. Uh, atmospheric tunes with a cool and varied sound. It's pretty darn good. It's pretty darn good. Uh, this is a fantastically fun album. And I, I implore you all to check it out on our Spotify playlist. Uh, we are hopefully uh, taking care of that. Uh, the Spotify playlist we are curating, keeping track so you can play Record Breakers the home game. On that Spotify playlist, presumably, is our next pick. And I believe that will be Patrick's pick. Swag. What is what do you got for us next week? An album I can't believe it's taken me this long to do. Tool and their last album, which is still nine years old, uh, Ten Thousand Days. Hmm. Uh, that will be interesting to say the least. Uh, so check that out on the Spotify playlist. Uh, until then, you can find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is at HabbyDBearBird, H-I-B-B-I-T-Y-B-I-B-B-A-R-D. Drew, do, do, do the Drew. Do the Drew at X. I'm at PD Rave. The show is at four record breakers. That's number four record breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, all over the place. Uh, look us up everywhere. Uh, subscribe, like, do the things. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. Toodaloo. Do the shit bird. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>